Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and now tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome to the latest edition of March Madness 365. I'm your host, Andy Katz. And on this edition of our podcast... We are going to conclude our senior showcase. I'll be joined by Seton Hall's Miles Powell and Michigan's Xavier Simpson. It's been great catching up with these seniors over the last month or so uh, as we reflect back on their college careers, uh, on their senior seasons, which were obviously all cut short with no NCAA tournament. And yet, weeks, months after uh, everything got shut down, uh, I've been incredibly impressed by the way all these players have handled this situation. It's given them an opportunity to really reflect on what their college career meant to them, what their university did, how they persevered through it all, uh, all the adversity that they had to go through, uh, everything. Uh, just some really impressive individuals uh, that I've been able to catch up with, that I've had a chance to cover over the last four years and certainly this past season. And so these two... Uh, are also incredibly uh, humble uh, and I think respectful of what they went through. Um, Xavier Simpson, recruited by John Beeline, uh, three years, played for a national championship, ultimately coached by Juwan Howard as a senior. And, you know, it, it just, his ability to, um, you know, just to, to take on a leadership role, to change with uh, two different coaching staffs, um, all of that, I think, just shows, you know, his maturity and the way in which he blossomed into, uh, you know, yet another outstanding lead guard for Michigan. And they've had quite a few over the last decade. So let's get to our lists, our top five, as we lead into each interview. Uh, and let's start out with Michigan's Xavier Simpson. All right, so for my top five for Xavier Simpson. There you go. The final seconds and the final score. Xavier Simpson, as Dan said, the littlest guy on the floor with the sixth triple-double in the history of Wolverines basketball. We're going to go back to 2019. His triple-double against Ohio State. Checking in at number five. 11 points, 10 boards, 12 assists. Just the sixth player in Michigan history to record something like that. At number four. Michigan, Xavier Simpson, they're the champs. And how you doing, Lima, Ohio? Simpson was brilliant. The Wolverines, they certainly earned it with wins over Iowa State, North Carolina, and Gonzaga. 13 points, 13 assists in a win over Gonzaga in the battle for Atlantis. That was the first ever meeting between Gonzaga and Michigan. 
Checking in number three. Michigan wins it by 11. You have a guard that played like Simpson and a forward that played like Big Mo. You're in business. Let's go back to the 2018 Big Ten Tournament semifinal. Simpson had 15 points, seven assists against arch rival Michigan State. At number two. Xavier Simpson doing it all. Xavier Simpson playing with a ton of confidence, particularly when it comes to shooting the basketball. He went for 24, 5 of 10 from the three-point line against Northwestern. His first career 20-plus point game. Uh, an outstanding performance for him. And checking in at number one. Very balanced attack. Simpson was 16. And for the first time this season, Rutgers has gone down at the rack. Against Rutgers. Gets 1,000 career points on a hook shot, snapping Rutgers' winning streak. They had been undefeated at home. And extending Michigan's unblemished record against Rutgers. That coming in this past season as a senior. All right, let's get to our interview with Michigan's Xavier Simpson. Xavier had an outstanding career at Michigan, playing for both John Beeline and Juwan Howard. And first off, Xavier, uh, when you look back at your career at Michigan, what stands out the most? I would just say the relationship that I've built. Um, just having an opportunity to be to be blessed and be able to play around the teammates that I was surrounded by during my four years of college, from my freshman year to my senior year. And also the, the relationships that I've developed with the coaching staff, uh, the fans, um, students, and outside of basketball as well. I feel like that has played a very important piece, uh, not just in basketball at Michigan, but just my life in general. Uh, expand on that. In what way? Oh, I evolved a lot. Um, just being able to see things, um, just being able to see, like, for example, seeing the state and being able to learn from it, um, being able to just help others, uh, being more selfless, um, having the chance to just be around a good, great, great, great group of guys, um, as far as my teammates the managers, the fans, and um, also the winning the success that I had there has, in, it has matured and helped me improve, not just as a basketball player, but also as a person. When John Beeline recruited you, what did you think could occur at Michigan? Um, it was, my recruiting process went a little different. Um, I had my top four hours, and it was, Michigan was not even in the picture at all. Then John Beeline pretty much came on kind of late to the unofficial visit, and it was clear sight that I think this is the best opportunity for me to go as a basketball player and a person. Uh, so it was, it was a little different, but um, from the first day I met um, John Beeline, I knew it was going to be something special. So wait a minute, who was in your top four? Uh, it was Miami, Iowa State, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Okay, so at least a little in the Big Ten. So during the course of your career, uh, you also developed your game in a different way because you were able to add that hook shot that not many players, I don't care how tall you are, can accomplish. At, at what point did you decide, you know what, I have to do something different to, to be even more effective? Um, just with my size. Um, obviously, with my size, it's going to hold me back a little bit. Um, so I just need to, I just wanted to make sure that I can improve on every single area that I can control. Um, I can't control how tall I'm going to be or where I'm going to grow or if I'm going to grow. Um, so I just wanted to add small bits and pieces to my game to help me be able to um, help myself get to the next level, help my team win, and also create like a winning culture. Um, so it all worked out, but um, yeah, when you're a small point guard, you have to find ways to um, make yourself efficient and uh, very beneficial out there because um, height is a big part of today's game. You played for a national championship in 2018. Uh, what do you remember most about that experience? That experience was crazy. Um, just uh, what I remember the most about that experience um, was obviously the game, but about the build up towards the game. 
with us singing and like the hotel room, the fan song, the support, all the crazy things happening before the game while we're riding to the bus, um, walking out for the for our last little huddle up session with our team before we actually go out there and play, going to the locker room before the game, just getting hyped up for the team, having a chance to just be able to look at the crowd, the, the, the fans that attended the game, how crazy that was. It was all an experience. I mean, it, it just went somebody so crazy. Wish I could have enjoyed it more, but I definitely felt like I um, used it a lot. So John Beeline surprised us all when he, a year ago, uh, around, you know, in the spring, when, when the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, you know, made that offer, he took it. And then there was that flurry of news as to who was going to get the job. And ultimately it was the alum, Juwan Howard. What, what was that like as you're finding out that the coach you'd been incredibly successful there, the one who'd recruited you, coached you to a national championship game, had decided to go to the NBA? Um, it was pretty rough um, just because it was my senior season. And I felt that um, John B. and myself had developed a strong relationship. But at the same time, I got to understand this is what I signed up for. This is the business. Uh, when you go into this type of world or this type of ballpark, you have to understand that it's best for, for everyone to do, to do the best decision that's best for themselves. Um, but um, I wasn't I wasn't mad at Coach Beeline for that. Um, congratulations! It was just kind of it was just kind of scary that I was going to my senior year not knowing the coach that I was going to have or my head coach had just said. So a lot of things could have changed, but I was blessed enough to have, to be lucky enough to be able to play for Coach Juwan Howell, who's a phenomenal coach who I really enjoyed playing for, who helped me become a better person and also a better basketball player. So it happens to all work out, but during that time, it was extremely like scary, scary and kind of nervous. Yeah, and to that point, uh, Juwan Howard's first head coaching job at his alma mater, and he needed someone like you to be that leader, to be that anchor. Um, you know, that's a tough position if you've got to come in as a new coach and have to indoctrinate a new point guard. Uh, yes, it's a new relationship, but you had already been in the Big Ten three seasons. Uh, what were those early days like as as you're trying to get to know each other and, and you know he needs you, but at the same time, uh, you need to step up and, and be that leader for a new head coach uh, in this situation? Yeah, it took a lot. Um, but I just felt like this, this, just being able to, with me being a leader I am to the team for the past few years, I just wanted to come in and just have an open mind, be positive, and hope it all work out. Hope it will all work itself out. Um, obviously, it's going to be kind of tough with the transitions um, from the playbooks and things of that matter and new, and new habits and old habits, things of that matter. But at the end of the day, it was just something that we just got to prepare for, and it just happened to work out. Uh, so it was, it was good, but um, it definitely was kind of nerve-wracking, but it all worked itself out. Um, I was blessed enough to be able to play for Coach Beeline for the things that he's taught me and being able to play for Coach Jawan and being able to learn some new things as well. All right. Toughest player for you to score against in the Big Ten. Who was it? Toughest player for me to score against in the Big Ten. Toughest player to score against in the Big Ten. Um, you got to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who guarded you well? Uh, I would say um, the lefty from Purdue, point guard, uh, Eric Hunt. Okay. He's one guy. Um, I wouldn't say it was hard to score on anyone, but he was one person who definitely who definitely made me work, who solid on the defense end, who didn't reach, who made, who's the type of guy who would let you make a mistake. I really, he was a guy who really, who really pushed me, um, definitely. All right, let me flip this around. Who was the hardest player for you to guard? I'll probably have to go with Carson Edwards. Well, that makes a lot of sense because he lit up a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Carson Edwards was 
He's a, he's really great. All right, now I got another one for you. Before I let you go here, uh, if you can, what pops in your head when I say the five most memorable games that you had? What pops in your head? Um, for sure, the championship game, the national championship game, my sophomore season. I would probably have to say the the Jordan Poole game where he hit the shot. That was, that was pretty crazy, obviously. Um, I would say, I think I'm going to go with my sophomore season when we won the Big Ten championship against Purdue. That whole tournament was crazy. So I'll go with those three. I'm going to go with the, good, the game we played against Gonzaga this year. I thought I played a really good game. Yep, Battle for Atlantis. Yep, that's, those are four. The, so the national championship, the sophomore championship, the Jordan Poole shot, Gonzaga, and I will probably have to say, forgot who we played this year, but I think I had like 21 or 14 It was just a game that I was just, I was just having so much fun. It was, again, I can't think of the game, but or I'll go with the Wisconsin game where I had 32 points. Okay. Because others that you could have gone with uh, that I've got in front of me here, you had a triple-double against Ohio State in 2019. Oh. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had um, your first 20-plus career game was against Northwestern. Went 5 for 10 from threes. Yeah. Uh, you had that 14-7 and seven game, seven boards against Rutgers, which put you over 1,000 points. And you could throw in the 2018 Big Ten Tournament semifinal win over uh, Michigan State, if I'm correct here, uh, that led to your second straight uh, Big Ten Tournament title. Yeah, those were good games as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough question. That's one I'm going to have to really <laughs> sit and think about. That's a tough question. Oh, I think it may have been Houston Baptist. So I think I had 22-14 something like that. It was a really good game I played. The bottom line is you've you've got plenty of them, which shows you you obviously made an impact on Michigan, on the sport. And lastly, Xavier, um, you played all four years. Uh, what did the sport of college basketball mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. Um, it means a lot, not just about basketball. Well, obviously, basketball has brought me many places, able to travel, meet different people, have a chance to be around so a lot of them, a, group, a good, great group of teammates. Um, being able to conversate with other players on the circuit as well. Uh, but it means a lot. I feel like it definitely defines, it, it defines who you are. With me playing four years, I've learned and gained a lot of knowledge and experience throughout the law, on off the court as a man, maturing to a young adult. Uh, so it was great. Uh, I'm just, just kind of blessed to be where I am. Just trying to, they taught me how to embrace everything, be grateful, showing gratitude, just some small things like that that you may not, with life going so fast that you may not realize that it's a prize or it's a presence that you have. And sometimes you have to stop and reflect on like your life, on the things that you're doing and embrace it. Uh, so that it definitely taught me that, but overall it's it a tremendous experience, tremendous sport, obviously, but it definitely matured me as a young adult. And um, it definitely showed me a different world and catch my mind hungry to be able to, to be able to try and inspire and gain more goals in life. Well, Xavier, appreciate it. Obviously, you gave us plenty of memories in the Big Ten and nationally. Uh, stay safe and wish you only the best. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Miles Powell, first to get his degree in his family, uh, really went through an interesting career at Seton Hall where he came in and 
continued to get better and better and came back for a senior season to lead Seton Hall uh, to near the top of the Big East. Uh, you know, they had, a, I think, had, had they not had some injuries, they had the makings of being a potential uh, top seed, top two line seed team. Uh, they wouldn't have ended up on that, but uh, certainly had a chance once they were getting healthy to make a run to the Final Four. All right, I'm really looking forward to this interview here with Miles Powell from Seton Hall. But before we do that, let's get to my top five for Miles Powell. Checking in at number five. Powell just goes over 2,000 with that layup off of the turnover. 29 points at St. John's when he scored his 2,000th career point. That came January 18th, 2020, this past season. And number four. What a ball game at this time of year. Magnificent effort. Tom acknowledging the performance of number 13. Yes, and a loss. 37 points against Michigan State on November 14th, 2019. And number three. That may have sealed the deal. And Powell continues his night of mastery. 40 points against Grand Canyon in the Wooden Legacy Tournament. That was in 2018. November 22nd. At number two. Powell straight away deep. Oh, what Dritt makes the world. Takes! A 29-point first half in the Big East quarterfinals against Georgetown. That was in 2019. And at number one. Powell's not giving this up. Step back jumper. Miles Powell gives Seton Hall the lead. With 1.1 second to go, what a shot by Miles Powell. And Seton Hall knocks off the number nine team in the nation. Going back to December 8th, 2018. I was there for this one. 28 points. An unbelievably crazy three-pointer at the end of regulation uh, to send the game into overtime against Kentucky. Ultimately, Seton Hall beat Kentucky at Madison Square Garden, a great game for Seton Hall and Miles Powell. So here he is, Miles Powell from Seton Hall. Miles, first off, congratulations on graduating. We are taping this on graduation day. Um, you're the first in your family to graduate. So put that into words for me. I mean, um, like, I I don't know if you guys seen a tweet, but I mean, I just tweeted it to any other college basketball players that's juniors right now and and on the fence pretty much about going going back to school. I, I tweeted and said that um, this feeling that I have going through my body right now is better than any feeling that I had on the basketball court that I can remember this year. And the reasons why I say that, just just seeing the smiles on my on my family's face, my mother and my father, being able to talk to my brother over over the phone and tell him that that I graduated to be the first in the family. That's what he wanted me to do, just to hear him start tearing up and crying over the phone. I mean, that's that's what I came back for. That's that's the feeling that I was looking for. That's, it, it, it lit my heart up. So, I mean, um, words can't even really describe how I'm feeling right now. It's kind of so surreal. Like I said, me, me just being the first and the family and just getting calls from my grandmothers, my aunt, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, and just saying like, congratulations, Miles, you're the first to do it. I mean, it, it means the world to me. I mean, look, everyone has a different path um, and you chose yours. Uh, and I think a lot of players ultimately get to this point, even if they leave early for the NBA. But 
Why do you think this was the right path for you to do it in a more traditional manner and plow right straight through and get your degree and finish what ultimately was in a, an illustrious career? Uh, like you said, um, it, everybody's past is different. And at the time last year, it was more or less me just putting my pride aside and just looking in the mirror and just asking myself what was better for my career. And um, if I can do it, if I can make the decision all over again, I would do everything I did the exact same way. I mean, I got to go through practices and games and, and things like that with my teammates one last time, going through everything, saying, wow, this is my last time doing this, doing that. Um, I've grown a relationship with with not even just the professors and the family I see in Hall and the people that I worked worked with. Um, I've grown a relationship with them that's going to last forever, Got getting to go through it, like I said, one more last time, just letting everybody know that this is my last time seeing different faces. And if you see the way the season ended, I mean, um, I'll cherish those those moments forever. And um, I went through my senior year knowing and just put everything aside and was just focused on that this year being my last year. And like I said, I remember everything that I went through for the rest of my life. You talk about your family that you were able to connect with, um, you know, from from your mother uh, to uh, uh, your brother, who um, I know you're close with. And, and obviously it's been documented what happened with him and being incarcerated. I mean, what, what was the, what were those conversations like to, to share with them this news of being a graduate on the doorstep of ultimately uh, here sooner than later, you know, at some point you're going to be an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, last year when I heard the conversation, when me and my brother had the conversation about me coming back to school, I mean, I heard it all in his voice, how passionate he was. Him wanting me to be the first to be in the family to say I did it. And he was just saying how hard I worked and, and things like that. And he just said, I deserve this moment. So him being with me mentally, spiritually, and physically, um, I mean, I put his name on my on my degree, so it says Miles Noel Powell on it. And I mean, I would be able to hang that up in our house. Uh, he'd be able to see it. And those, like I said, those are moments that we're gonna we're gonna remember for the rest of our lives. And I feel like if it wasn't for him last year, really sitting down and us having a grown man conversation, I mean, I wouldn't be as successful as I am right now today. So. I mean, I feel like I owe it all to him. Um, I dedicate my college career to him. And um, like I said, God has a, a, a greater plan for us. So you graduated with a Bachelor of Arts from the School of Health and Medical Sciences, College of Nursing, Immaculate Conception, Seminary School of Theology, um, which is, you know, obviously an umbrella and all that. But even just the fact that there's a connection with health and medical sciences, with everything that we're going through, have you had even a, uh, you know, even more of an appreciation of that field of study because of everything that's happening right now in the country, let alone in New Jersey? Yeah. I mean, like you said, in New Jersey, it's so bad right now. I mean, I look around on social media and on the news and it's just like, everybody's still living, living life. But I mean, like in Jersey, we're taking it so serious. I mean, we, things are closing past eight o'clock. I mean, it's a it's a curfew limit and just things like that, that, like you said, that I've learned through college and I've got to learn different things about the body. I mean, I, like I said, I'm just glad that um, I, I really came back, took this full year serious, not even just on the basketball court, but off the basketball court, too, as well. Like I said, the game relationships with my professors and really 
spending extra time in the classroom. Like, I mean, like I said, if I can do it all over again, I would in a heartbeat. All right. So let me transition here. And we're so proud of you, obviously, in watching everything that you've accomplished uh, as someone who's been part of the game for for, for decades. Uh, you know, I think you, you know how I feel about you. And I think you've done so many wonderful things. And so let's just transition in onto the court. Um, I've got a list here. And I'm curious if these five games will come up on your list um, of your top five games that you can remember from your career. Let's see if you get, and they, they could be other five, obviously, but let's see if they are the five that come up here that I got in front of me. <laughs> okay. Well, of course the Kentucky game. That's right. W- what do you remember about that one? Uh, just, I mean, me having, I think I had like three points or five points at halftime. Just coming back out, and you know, uh, I love Madison Square Garden. You know, the, the the memories and things that I have there. I mean, is when you sit down and look at it on paper. I mean, it's unbelievable. So that game, me hitting that game winning shot, then Keldon sending it into overtime, and then Miles hitting another game winning shot. I mean, just when you look at that game and how everything was going. I mean, and we beat a big blue blood. So, I mean, for me to be able to leave college and say that I'm one up on Coach Cal, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not too many kids are around here saying that. So, I mean, of course, the Kentucky game. Of course, when I set the Big East record in Madison Square Garden as well, I had 29 at halftime. That was against um, Georgetown, yep. Yes, against Georgetown. And then, uh, of course, when we beat Villanova at Villanova, we haven't done that in 26 years. Um, that one means a lot to not even to just me, just the program. And then I have, you said I have two more. All right. So Uh, I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. When we was out in California and I have 40 points and we won on Thanksgiving. Yep. um, Against Grand Canyon. Yep. I got to talk to my brother there. And, um, right before I stepped on the court, I talked to my brother, got to say happy Thanksgiving to him. And then I had probably one of the best games of my career. And then... This last one, uh, what you have for the last one? Did I get for right. my four for four? No, well, uh, there's two others because uh, I forgot about the Villanova game. Uh, so tell me if these would make your top five or top six. Um, one's a loss, 37 points against Michigan State. Yeah. But, a, but that was an unbelievable <laughs> game, unbelievable game. And then – uh, when you got your 2,000th career point when you had 29 at St. John's. Yes. I mean, definitely. Like you said, I mean, just me, I was just the competitor that I am. The Michigan State game didn't even just come to my mind because we, we wind up losing. I mean, if I went, I could put the, put the Oregon game in there when I was at the Bahamas too, just how, how well I shot the ball and things like that. But like I said, me being a competitor that I am, I didn't even count those two because we lost. But I mean, you could throw those two in there. And then, of course, when I scored the 2,000 points at Madison Square Garden as well. So, I mean, just the history that I have in that building at Madison Square Garden, I feel like you can kind of throw every game in there when I went crazy in my sophomore year with the seniors and we beat Texas Tech when I went on that little run at the end of the game. I mean, so just the memories that I have in Madison Square Garden, I mean, like I said, when you go back and you look and you sit down and you look at it on paper, sometimes I'll just be in – and shock, like, wow, I mean, I really did that throughout my career. So, I mean, um, like I said, if I can go back all the way through my freshman year when I had to lose the weight, when I was overweight, 250 pounds, and I had to find a way as a freshman to fit in with the juniors after they just won the Big East Championship. And then going into my sophomore year when I won most improved, and then 
falling up a little short my junior year and then having to make a big decision to come back and, and go forward with my senior year. Like I said, if I can make all those decisions all over again, I would in a heartbeat. All right. Toughest player in the Big East to score on. Who was it for you? This year? In your career. It could be this year. could be in the last four years. Toughest player in the Big East for you to score against. Uh, I mean, these last two years, it's kind of hard to say just because of the attention that I got on the defensive end and me seeing the boxes and ones and the, the face guards and the double teams and, you know, in college basketball, it's not really defensive three seconds. So after I beat the double team or the face guard, it's another big man sitting in the paint. So, I mean, these last two years, I feel like this helped me grow as a player. But I feel like the Big East, no one recruits like us. No one scouts like us. And I feel like the Big East is a lot tougher than what people seem to make it be out to be. So All right, you got to give me at least give, give me maybe one name that you know. He, Najee. He, he, de- he deed you up. Najee Marshall? Yeah, Najee Marshall. Just because you don't really realize how long Najee is until you, he's in front of you and you're trying to make a move. So there's been times when I tried to cross the ball over in front of Najee. Man, his hands are so big as well, and his his wingspan is long. So, I mean, I'll try to cross the ball over in front of him. He'll get a hand on it, or I'll try to shoot over him, and he'll still contest. And he's a competitor, and he – He's from Jersey as well. So it's like, I mean, I already know what type type fire he has building up inside his body. He really wanted to stop me. So if there's anybody that I had to say this year did a good job on me, I'd say Najee. All right, I'm going to flip it around. Defensively, for you, who was the hardest player to guard? I got to give it to my boy Marcus. I mean, if you look at Marcus's numbers and the things that he's done, I mean, you could be guarding him one second and then you look back up in five minutes and he has a quick 13 to 15 points and you just thinking like how he didn't already hit three threes. He got foul shooting the three. He went to the line, made all three, came down, got you on a pump fake, hit a nice little floater. I mean, he scores the ball in so many, in so many different ways. And for him to be the all time biggest leading scorer ever, I mean, it's only right that I do give it to Marcus. All right. Last thing. Uh, I know what I think you're going to say, but I want to hear from you. <laughs> what is an NBA franchise going to get from Miles Powell? I mean, the the, the special kid that they've seen at Seton Hall. I mean, they're, they're getting a competitor, um, the passion and the love and the, the heart that I have. I don't feel like a lot of kids bring to the table day in and day out. Um, I'm not afraid to, to get after it. I mean, is me not making shots and things like that not going to save me not going to stop me from getting that extra that extra deflection or me diving on the ball or me getting that extra rebound. Anything that comes when it's all said and done, they're getting a winner. And I feel like every every program needs a guy that knows how to win. Um, I won 20 games in all four all four seasons at Seton Hall, and there's not a lot of college kids nowadays that's, that can say that. I mean, I've been to the tournament every four years. And I just feel like my resume speaks for itself. So everything that they saw at Seton Hall, they'd be getting at the next level. Well, I'll tell you, Miles, you know what I think. Uh, and I only wish you the best. Stay safe. And uh, you're going to earn it. And it's an all going to come in your direction. Uh, there's no question about it. Congratulations on getting your degree. I appreciate you, Andy. And that'll wrap up this edition of March Madness 365. Appreciate all these seniors taking the time out. During this pandemic, uh, to 
to chat with us here at March Madness 365 about their careers, about their senior seasons, as they're trying to get ready, get their minds right for the NBA draft, trying to work out amidst all this, uh, doing an outstanding job. And so we appreciate all of them. As always, you can uh, check out all our social media accounts at March Madness, NCAA.com, on Twitter and Facebook uh, and Instagram for our conversations with these seniors. We're continuing our podcast throughout the spring as we hope things will continue to get better. So stay safe, everyone. Keep downloading. We appreciate all the engagement here at March Madness 365. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.